You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm still Ampetunia's favorite nephew. Sorry, I say it. You got that thing over there on the wall that inspired me. Marvel Select. I didn't think Grandmaster was Ampetunia's. Oh, yeah, I get bored with just the same old name. I'm still a Grandmaster, but <laughs> there's so many good obnoxious names out there. I was recently reminded of Ego the Living Planet. I thought, oh, that's, that's true. Great. Ever loving blue eyed Seth. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, okay. What's up? Well, we have a little bit of housekeeping actually this this week. Kind of a big event coming up, Jordan, if you want to go ahead and. Well, I didn't want to impose and talk all about my event. Why? Yeah. We're all going to be there. <laughs> actually, <laughs> might as well. It's your big chance. <laughs> River City Comic Con. Marietta, Ohio, July 24th. This is the Quality Inn, which is just uh, 700 Pike Street, right off the interstate. You take exit 1 into Marietta, coming either way, from north or south. It is right there. You can see it on the, right before you get to Walmart. You turn in. Uh, we've got... We're also taking over Undo's Restaurant, which is part of that building. So we've basically got the whole building. The ballroom, the restaurant... An activity room in their their kind of breakfast area. We've got the banquet room in the restaurant, so we've got the whole place to ourselves. The gazebo is out back. We can do whatever we want. It's like it's the a city Comic Con day. Pretty it's much. a hotel takeover. Pretty much. So, so we're all excited about that, and super pumped. Jordan's working very hard behind the scenes to uh, get everything ready for everything. And just because I love to toot my own horn. The program was designed... Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Earlier this week, you said you were over yourself. (laughs) And you read something about ego, and you're totally over yourself. And I thought, was this before or after he named his new company Second to None Graphics? (laughs) But go on, toot your own horn. (laughs) Well, there's external and there's internal. But anyway... um, yeah, for those out there that don't know, is that uh, River City Design has the name has been changed to Second to None Graphics for a lot of different reasons, and I won't bore you with the details. But anyway, we designed the full color program for River City Comic Con that's coming up, and based off of uh, Jordan Lowe's concept of a, a retro logo. So, and I really like the design of it. Shirts look. Fabulous. We got some new t-shirts made with the cool new design. What time do the doors open? It is from 10 until 5 okay. on that Sunday. Uh, admission's $5, or every kid 12 and under gets in free. We're also uh, we're letting in any Special Olympians and their families can get in free because a portion of every ticket sold is going to the Special Olympics this year. Okay, cool. 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 But to go back what you were saying, talking about, <laughs> Seth, <laughs> um, how we have joked that I may not read 
physical books, but I do listen to them on audiobooks. And yes, I did listen to one about ego. I actually am listening to it for a second time, so I don't forget it. <laughs> and I also listened to a book about David and Goliath. Um, the Bible? <laughs> well, that's the, the, that's the name of the book. But it, it's really, why did I even cry? But it's all about, you know, the small guy versus the big guy and the, the, how a lot of times people don't pay attention to what the little guy's doing. And, like, there was a quote, something to do with. So they get a rock to the face. Yeah. But there's a, a thing that I did like that it says something that the, the rabbit is the slickest animal of them all. But, uh. That was, this was audiobook, right? Yeah, that's yeah. That, that the accent he did it with. That's how they, that's he, how he actually it. did. He, he, well, he was like, he was trying to talk in a, it sounded almost like a Jamaican accent. So Baron like, Von Strucker narrating. <laughs> oh. While we're tooting our own horns, I'm going to plug, uh, uh, we've got an, I've, I have another podcast that I've been doing, um, that's a Disney centric podcast my wife have been doing called the, uh, the Mickey Mars podcast. I think we have four episodes currently out. So, um, if you're looking to go on vacation or just have a general interest in Disney, check us out. You can find us at, uh, I believe it's mickeybars.podbean.com. We had 500 downloads recently. Not only that, but guys, we've went international. You mean down under? <laughs> well, not just Australia, but we have downloads in Germany and the UK. Which I'm really curious who's downloading our episodes over in Australia and Germany and the UK. So if, if that's you, feel free to give us a shout. For those in Germany, uh, let's see. The Beast... Or Man, I'm gonna screw that. Keep up. going. Yeah. Hasn't <laughs> mastered right. English yet. Wouldn't it be amazing if you spoke flawless? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't stumble through English, but if somehow he broke out just flawless German. Sprechen Sie Deutsch, mein Fräulein. Du bist wie eine Blume. Which is, I think, you are like a flower. Love it. Oh, okay. Onward. Upward. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Batteries not included. I am fluid. My turn. Shall we play a game? So, are we... Should we become the Kapalkimon po- podcast? Is that that's the new thing? Right? Do you have a Poke Stop here or a Poke Gym? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I made more money this week than I did. Yeah. Well, that was one thing I do think was clever was Silver Linings down on Front Street. They just happened to be in the location of a Poke Gym or a Poke Stop or Poke Something. Don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going off of what I heard, right. but evidently it's like generated a lot of extra business for him. So, yeah. so we're and talking gaming, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone's okay. getting exercise, Virtual guys. Reality, altered reality. What What do we call this? I'm, I'd say altered reality. My, don't take my tone as disdain or, or disinterest, mm. but like I just I don't know what 
I don't understand it. I, I don't. I think it. It, I think it's augmented reality. Augmented reality. That sounds I think that's like an altered state at all times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something so we can get more people out looking at their phones. But it's it's was the, was that was that honestly your initial like reaction the first time you heard about it though? Actually, honestly, my my as a game person, yeah. my first thought was what I was going to bring up was what a perfect melding of theme and mechanics. I'm like this the there you've been able to do this on your phones with other apps for a while now. There's but, other games. Right. But this is the perfect thing like the original game was you went out, you know, looking for Pokemon and catch them, and now they can physically go do that. So it just fits perfectly, you know, and all these, you know, it's this rebirth, you know, we've said before, we've had all this nostalgic things come out for us, and now it's kind of like the next generation getting their game that they can go out and walk around. I, it's, I, I have no negative thing about it. I think it's great. So I'm guessing the kids who grew up on Pokemon oh are my gosh. at college age right now yeah. or however. And they're doing it, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's the perfect age for it. The other night, Jared, it was like, I don't know, it was probably like 10, 30, 11. He's like, don't judge me. I got to go after a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went out to eat last night. And my son's like, uh, pick me up down the road. I got to I gotta go catch something <laughs> or hatch something. And I'm like, whatever. It gets him out walking around and... They, they see people, they know, they meet people, and yeah, it's I gotta neat. be honest, my initial reaction was just one of, this is ridiculous, and, and <laughs> what in the world, you know, that was my knee jerk. Yeah. And then right, I re- negative Nancy. And then I, well, and then I remembered I'm a 37 year old man who follows Mickey Mouse around, so. <laughs> who am I, mean, I to judge anybody, right? I'm just waiting for, I won't say who it was. But I was in the car the other day, and they kept looking down at their phone while they're driving, which I do have a bad habit of doing. I try not to. You should never, ever do that, listeners. And come to find out, he's like, I really shouldn't play Pokemon Go while I'm driving. And I'm like, no! <laughs> but anyway, well, my, thankfully, no My big question is, what, this seemed to just, not that I follow blogs and gaming, but like, did this just come out of nowhere? Like, I don't people think they're talking about this or anticipating this at all. I don't know that dropped. I don't know that it was anticipated because otherwise, I feel like I would have known to go buy some Nintendo stock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you oh, know. yeah. But like, even I'm not a big gamer, but like, I, you know, they do trailers for the next Halo game or whatever mm-hmm. years before, and people are talking about them, and I kind of hear about it, but this, I heard nothing about this until boom, it was huge. Yeah. I don't it, think they even knew because their servers were down constantly. If if it if it was out, it's possible that I just let it go by me. Didn't rec- yeah. didn't pay attention to the word Pokemon, you know, as I was reading things. Have you, have you I didn't, had not heard about? It. Have you ever heard of Ingress? It's been around for a long time, and it's a very similar game, but it was almost more adult oriented. About like yeah, it's got like geocaching and yeah, stuff. It's it. very similar. It was to like a Google this. game, wasn't it? It was what a Google game. I think so. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was telling people. Was it reminded me of. Of geocaching, people mm-hmm. going yeah. to spots and you know checking yeah. in, yeah. You know, it's like you know, finding things, physical things. And but this is because the problem with that game was that there wasn't enough around in this area. Because I tried it mm-hmm. a couple times. Well, it just like Jordan said, it just kind of sprung out of nowhere one day, and Everybody's all of a sudden, yeah, it was. Well, I I honestly think, and I'm not being goofy here. Like I I think the world just changed this week. 
this the is, entertainment world. Yeah. Like I, a I, lot. This this is pong. Mm-hmm. Like this is okay. It's funny, and we're making memes about it. Like, but this is like the most basic form of whatever's next. Yeah. Because like we've been talking about virtual reality for thirty years. And this this is the VR. year of virtual reality. And it was never. I, I remember watching Shark Tank, and a guy was on there with his home virtual reality thing, and it was this giant ball you had to get in like a hamster ball. Yeah. You put on the big bubble helmet. You look like <laughs> space balls. It is so big. You put on the gloves and you, ooh, look, I'm in a world. It's like and like, man. Yeah, it's like, that was, ne- and like, I didn't know what was next, but I'm like, that's never going to catch on mainstream wise. There'll be some early adopters or whatever, but like, it's like, everyone wants virtual reality, but it's not going to work like this. And I think we just saw it. And I think you know, the next year is going to be imitators. There's going to be. Every property will come out with something like this, and then after that will be whatever the next step is. You're exactly right because uh, apparently it's my understanding that the Disney parks are a hotbed for this game, and people are already talking in the in the Disney community like, "Oh, where's where's our version?" Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I believe Universal with their deal with Nintendo, they hold the rights to this, which they haven't used yet. So I could see un- some like Universal Studios becoming like the exclusive theme park of Pokemon Go and pulling all their stuff from, from the Disney parks, and this whole ongoing battle continues. That's, I was talking to customers this week of like, what could they do? And it's like you could obviously easily see Marvel. Yeah. Like, oh, villains have escaped from the raft. Are you X Men or an, an Avenger? Pick a team and go start. Are you Shield or Aim? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, you know, uh, one of them said Ghostbusters. Like yeah. you, you would get a call on your phone. There's a ghost somewhere. You got to use your phone and find it and trap it and trade it or what you know. Mm-hmm. Like the, any property out there, and I'm guessing they all have you know their designers <laughs> working 24 yeah. hours right a now. day to, to figure out what's what they're going to do with it. Well, how you're talking with augment reality, they have with the um, Samsung um, headset, the 3D headset. You can actually there's some there's some games that you can take where you take the cover off the the front of it, right? And it's usually the camera on your your phone to augment reality, so you're looking basically through the uh, camera slot on your phone, seeing it normal, but they can augment reality that way also. So I think so pretty soon be, uh, you're going to get that like live-action Call of Duty or 3D like immersion, yeah. RPG kind of game where you're wandering around in real life with just your phone and things are happening to you instead of being on the Star Trek holiday. <laughs> now, that's next. I'm taking that to Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, then, if we're staying on games here, the... Uh... They had that announcement about the NES miniature system mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. coming out with in November. It's like a, it fits in the palm of your hand. It looks like a tiny NES, and it's got like 30 original games on there. It's got all the Marios and the Zeldas and Donkey Kongs and most of the popular... Punch out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all that first batch of games. It's got HDMI... Access come with an HDMI cable. I think it's supposed to be like sixty bucks, but it's just like seems like a no-brainer. Or if we didn't already have an NES, or I already have like a crazy video game collecting kid that has all this stuff in the original version. But they, but all he'll have this too, I'm sure. 
it sounds sounds neat. I like the idea of having an HDMI yeah. connection. Well, I, I remember a couple years ago, I, my oldest son, I got he loved his his favorite game system was the GameCube. And I went on the eBay and got him the GameCube, and it was actually pretty expensive for being an old game system. Oh, he's got one of them. They've done, uh, Atari's put those out. Sega's put those yeah. out. Like, yeah. I was like, when I was a Nintendo kid, I wanted a, I want a Nintendo yeah. Nintendo was the only one that didn't do one. Yeah, so I was yeah. kind of waiting. Because those games were kind of coming out for Wii and stuff, or for download. They didn't want to give away some revenue. This is for all the, you know, people who don't have all those, and didn't go back and buy the retro systems, or aren't interested in downloading things, it's like, here you go, just buy this one thing, plug it in, and relive some of those games, and should be pretty quality, you know, so. Yeah, when that Atari 2600 uh, replica came out a couple years ago, I got all excited, until I remembered it. I had the actual Atari 2600 out in the garage with like 50 games that still worked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? Well, yeah, no excuse to go buy the right. ten dollar one. But I, you, had, you had to play it on the 13 inch black and white TV though. Well, I know that was the whole experience. <laughs> I really regret selling my Nintendo. It was sold it to a kid in class to buy it because we really wanted a Super Nintendo, so we saved mm-hmm. up our money. We won't ever play this old thing. We're getting a Super it's Nintendo. Obsolete. And then a couple years later, like, dang, I missed those games. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big regret. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about a board game then. Yeah. To wrap up games here, we, uh, since we, I was talking about the theme matching the mechanics, and there's lots of board games out there that don't. I mean, it, type in Monopoly and see the 800 versions mm-hmm. of Monopoly there are, you know, just... I hate Monopoly, by the way. <laughs> going on record. But the, I would love to meet one person that loves Monopoly. There are people that love Monopoly. I don't believe you. There's like, they have whole conventions <laughs> just for that game. Like big contests and things, but it's just, it's t- never, terrible. Never terrible in my life game. have I ever felt Nobody's like, ever happy at the end of that game. I've never felt like playing Monopoly no. once in my life. And they have like so many versions of it that don't go with it at all. But anyway, so I think you've played this game, Michael. I was going to talk about. It's called Cash and Guns. Yes. And it we we played. It's a good. It's good for any kind of group. You, it'd be a good party game for adults. It's a good game for families. It's for four to eight players, and it's made by Repost Productions. I'll, just to give them credit, designer Ludovic Malblanc and art by John Kovalik. And I found it last year at uh, the convention I went to in Indianapolis that we're going to again next month. Is that Gen Con? Yeah. And it's it's the biggest gaming convention there is. And, that, and anyway, I was walking by and there's a table of people playing this game and they're pointing guns at each other. Mm-hmm. And it just looked like a Mexican standoff. And that's what it is. And, it, and basically you are playing eight rounds. You can have four to eight people, ages 10 and up. But the, the more people you have, the better. It's more fun. Um, takes only takes about thirty minutes to play the game, but you're basically like mobsters, and it's supposed to be like you just came back to your hideout after the job. All the loot is laying on the table, and there's money laying on the table, you know, in different piles. And you, everybody has a gun, and then you have a card for each round. You each have eight cards. Three of them are bullets. And five of them are blanks. And each each round you pl- push a card forward that you are playing. And 
no one else knows whether basically you are, you have a bullet in your gun or not. And then you count down from three and then everyone has to point their gun at someone at the table. And you have us just crisscross of guns pointing at each other's head. Grandmothers pointing at children. <laughs> and you hold it there. Tarantino family crisis. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And you can decide then whether you want to stay in the round or not. Because if you, if you have like a couple guns pointed at you and you think one of them might have a bullet in it, which if they do, you're not going to get any money that round. But if, and if you back down and lay your gun down, Back out of the round, you're not going to get any money. Get to split any of the loot. Whoever is left after people resolve that, they split the money on the table. They take turns picking, you know, certain denominations of money or art or jewels, and and you try to then you kind of hide how much money you've taken. And as the rounds go by, you're trying to keep track of who who's got the most money. Who do we need to kill before this is over? Because at the end, whoever has the most wins. And it, it's just really. Really fun game. You have like, uh, different powers. Some of you might be able to do, one of you might be the godfather and if somebody's pointing a gun at you, you can tell them, no, you gotta point at somebody else. You can tell one person to do that. And so there's, and there's all, somebody might have a power where they have two guns or they're, or they're, all of a sudden they pull out a, they have this big foam gun that shoots multiple shots and, it's just a lot of laughing and fun involved, and there's expansions to it. Most of these ga- popular games like these have expansions, but this is this is a home run. If you anybody out there was going to take my advice to buy a game for your family, this is it is. There's so much fun involved in pointing these foam guns at each other, and it, kids are laughing. So there's actual props laughing. you get. Oh yeah, you have. Everyone has a foam gun. How okay. big of a box does this come it, in? It's not big at all. No. They're, they're flat guns. They're only like an inch thick. And, but they're, they fit in your hand. Now in the Michael version, you have a big Nerf gun off to the side. And when you get really mad, you just whip it out and say, say hello to my little friend and shoot everyone with it. Oh, they have expansions you can get with an Uzi and things like that. There's an, another expansion coming out at Gen Con this year that I'm going to try to get. The Bazooka? I, I don't know what it is, but. I think it adds you could play even more players, which we've had people, we've played before at the house and like, people have to set out, ever, you know, somebody else is trying, wants to get to play, but we've already got eight people. But it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. It, it won, by the way, uh, best party game 2014 and last year best board game at Origins, which is the big convention in Columbus. So, we had a topic that you put out on Facebook. Did. What are we going to talk about? I did. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I just hurried back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but my hair's been pretty amazing lately. <laughs> I wondered what brought this on. <laughs> Now, I haven't had a haircut in about three months for no you real and, reason. I'm you just, and me both. Yeah, I'm just really cheap. And uh, so my friend Logan, who was, I don't think he's been on this podcast, but he's been on, he was on the So Pro podcast a couple times, our buddy. He has been ribbing me very hard for how long my hair has gotten. And he, he talks about how lustrous it is and how free-flowing it is. And he's, he's had a good time with this. So we were making fun of these old uh, 
some of these older superheroes with bad haircuts. And he was saying I should I should like perm the back of it to look like oh, <laughs> Superman when he had the mullet in his ears. And I was standing up for mullet Superman. I kind of like that look. I, Superman with long hair didn't bother me. I mean, there were some artists who drew it more like a mullet, and some who drew it just Dean more Kane like long. Dean Kane when he first came on kind of was rocking the mullet a little bit. So I I had no problem with mullety Superman. So I was trying to come up with who who had the worst haircut in comics history. We, uh, we put it on Facebook. Nobody said it. Nobody answered. <laughs> so, yeah, the Kapow page was kind of uh, just crickets. But so, yeah, listeners, if you're listening, you got to help interact with us. We need we need your input. Yes, we need your topics. So, Cliff, do you like mullet wearing Superman? I don't have anything hugely against mullet Superman. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's it's... He's got this time stamp on him. When you see that image, you know exactly where it's from. <laughs> He's been working on it for a week. I've been waiting. I'm trying, trying to set him up, but I don't him. know. Uh, well, now, now hold on there, there a minute, man. I, I, I'm mullet wearing Superman, and I am a man above the time. Let me tell you something. I may love paint burn jelly like Elvis. I may even sound a little bit like Elvis. But a mullet never go out of style, you know what I'm saying? You sound more like Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, he get, he got a mullet too, you know. Um, that works. You know, I grew up on a small farm. People think that I shouldn't I, I should have a metropolitan accent, but I really don't. Because you know what? I, I grew up in a very small town. I like to fly around and, and wear my mullet. And, I, you know, uh, what what is it they say? Uh, uh, business in the front, say? party in the back. You know what I'm saying? You know, Lo- Lois, Lois likes the mullet late at night. <laughs> she likes to grab... She <laughs> 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 So what, what was the... Why did you grow your hair out long? Was it just like the trauma of dying or what... Well, wow. what caused you to do that? I thought it was cool. You know, I, I, I like I like Billy Ray Cyrus, and you know, I saw that you know he he it was just cool. You know, it was just cool. So you saw some of those other DC heroes who were looking, looking kind of nineties, and you wanted to get with the time. Yeah, I want I want to be on the cutting edge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I didn't want to cut my hair anymore because you know, like when I shave, I got to use like this lead thing to like focus my heat vision on it to, to get it and you know that's really hard to do on your hair it's different when you're shaving but to do it on your hair that that take an extra long time where i gotta go out and save somebody <laughs> so i just said you know let's do it i'll put away i'll put it away y'all it's hard to do some of these. I'm trying to imagine, you know, Superman with the mullet uh, had a uh, famous black costume on it. Now I'm kind of imagining him with a Confederate flag cape and a black costume. I, but in, <laughs> to go back to that, um, I never really had a problem with him wearing the mullet, but I thought it was like past the times. Like when Superman decided to wear it, it wasn't something that was in style at the time, really. I think that's some of the trouble is comics are written and drawn by middle-aged men usually, and they're always a little bit behind fashion and, and what's going on in culture. Well, and, and when Clark, when he was Clark Kent, he had to rock the ponytail so he looked like Jim Shooter. 
Well, yeah, our, our page didn't get any results, but I, I shared it on my page and some of my friends commented who they thought was. So, uh, Jesse Starcher, our buddy from the, uh, Source Material podcast, he chimed in immediately and said, hands down, direct quote, hands down, Wolverine. He thought Wolverine had the worst hair. I disagreed hair in so much with that. That's iconic. That's I love iconic that hairstyle. Yeah. That, that, it's, it, I think it was from like the Wolverine number one cover of the, yeah. that miniseries. Yeah. I was like, that's the, per- that's what he is at perfect. <laughs> that's just proving how great that haircut now, is. Now there are times, there are artists who draw it a little silly. And oh yeah. There were times, up. like, remember when he, he lost his adamantium and turned feral? He was like oh. wearing the do-rag and the hair <laughs> was everywhere. It's like, he's had bad hair days, we'll say. But I wouldn't say his, uh, classic, uh, I don't even know how you'd describe it, the shape. Wolverine. <laughs> I would be curious to see who the first person in, that drew his hair like that was. It the creator that actually? Because I know the costume, but in that issue, was he without the costume? Like, did that come later on? I would yeah. be really curious mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, that first appearance, I don't think he ever was yeah. out in costume. So but even in like X-Men. the giant size X Men, like when did that actually show up? I think it kind of inspired one. If you go over to DC and you look at the old version of Vixen, oh yeah, it's very similar. She had a very Wolverine-ish hairdo going There's on. There's a for lot a of people while. that have copied that. Yeah, well, in the nineties, Bob Liefeld, all yeah. his characters like Wolfsbane. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. like uh, Cougar, you know, like any short character, he would name them, you know, the Weevil or whatever, and they all looked like that Wolverine's hair. It's like, why was that a popular cut? The Beast in X Men. My brother Jared pointed out the Beast had Wolverine's exact haircut in certain years, mm-hmm. with that you know yeah. parted in the middle and pointy in the back. Just didn't mm-hmm. notice it was all the same color. <laughs> Leinfeld's the troll from Image. It was a weirdly popular dude. Uh, yeah, Jesse also brought up Gideon. If we remember him from those X Men, X Factor, Eternals. Yeah, he was bald except he had a ponytail like coming out the top of his head. Kind of an I dream a genie thing with a scrunchie. That would just take a long time. <laughs> and it just like it went clear down his back. It, you know, they always drew it very dynamically. It was whipping around in the mm. wind. And it was awful. You need to do that. With, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be my next hairstyle. <laughs> so uh, Jared Lowe, my brother and uh, co-host of our upcoming podcast, the Video Commentary Rewind, and frequent guest on this show. Yeah, he said beasts. He brought Medusa. Said it's a little much. <laughs> I like Medusa. She's famous for her hair, but it can be a little much. Uh, strong guy also had that weird bald look, but just kind of a little wisp in the front of. It's like white a white hair. turd. Yeah, just kind of flip flop around <laughs> on his forehead. It's, it's just the weirdest. Go back. Look at that. Weirdest little tuft of hair. I always like that character, though. I don't know. Yeah, why. I love the character. Uh, but he's just weird looking. Uh, Gladiator from the Shi'ar Empire with the X Men had the big. Uh, Mr. Mohawk, Mohawk, tall purple mullet. Why did I say mullet for? I'm stuck on mullets. Mohawks. Uh, and the last one he said, nay more. Nay less. Because <laughs> he had the, he has a, just, he's drawn sometimes very alien, the very like flat top, like pointy features, very tall eyebrows, mm. weird like widow's peak, flat head, kind of like hammerhead from mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's had some bad looks too. Uh, and the last one to comment, Evan Bevins, our pal, does the, uh, does a webcomic called Support Group about lean superheroes who get together to help each other out. Uh, he brought up OMAC, 
another yeah. guy with a, a the original O'Mac. pretty severe mohawk. Yeah. Uh, Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. the, the cornrows that everyone <laughs> makes fun of. But talking about mohawks, like Storm, I always thought that looked good on her with the mohawk. With the that's what I was mohawk. just gonna say. Was like that was. I, yeah, I loved. I love. That's how I've been disappointed with her ever since then because <laughs> she didn't have the mohawk. I love the mohawk. That's, I asked my friend KJ when he was in this Wednesday. Co-host of my other podcast, the Dog Ear Comics podcast. You're plugging the I'll try to do it seamlessly. Don't bring it up. Uh, Seth, what do you got on the burner? <laughs> so I asked him, I was like, who do you think? He's like, uh, I would say anybody but Storm. He's like, if anybody says Storm has the worst haircut, I will fight them. Oh, good. So he I loves, agree. he loves the Mohawk look. Yes. And Evan also brought up Quentin Quire, which one of the more recent mutants who showed up. Kind of a kind weird, of like a slick back hair with shaved sides, and it's hot pink. So he's he never had he's kind of a hipster haircut. He never really looked good. Well, the um, I did recently watch the uh, Electric Girl and Dino Woman the the remake, which I actually really enjoyed a lot. I thought it was done really well. But the girl that played Dino Girl, she had where her hair was over one eye on one side, and the other side was shaved, and I thought she did. Doesn't she good. do the drunk cooking show? Yeah, she does. <laughs> she just gets drunk and cooks. Yeah, that that's awesome. how she got famous. Now she's doing that. Well, I like I said a long time ago, we were supposed to do a drunken podcast, but Cliff wasn't up for it. We could have been famous already. A few of ours have been. That <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, well, my first thought actually was naturally Guy Gardner with Mr. the most cut the most so. epic. Bowl cut ever. So you can draw him where it doesn't look terrible, but not often. <laughs> yeah. usually, it just usually looks bad. And then um, also Teen Titans, Jericho. Everybody remember Jericho? Oh, wow. With yeah. the uh, the Sun blonde in the eighties. Yeah, kind of coming Chops. down to the yeah the <laughs> big old <laughs> mutton chop. Always, I always love the characters that have the deep V necks that show off their. Grizzly manhood chesticles. That is totally how I would picture him as a superhero. Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would have the deepest V cut, yeah. like down to the belly button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other ones? Um, I had a couple more. The most recent Jim Gordon in the yeah. robot Batman suit. That was yeah. terrible. Just yeah. awful. I, I don't... It's not really a mohawk. It, he looks like he's... In this picture, he looks, he kind of looks like the Road Warriors. And I, I, I dislike that version of Jim Gordon so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it was awful. And then, uh, Calabac. I don't even know how you describe Calabac. It's like Every- animal from the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. His hair is just that, all is that around. What they call a neck beard? Like, yeah. <laughs> But it, I mean, it just connects. It's just it frames his whole head. It's like a, uh, Christmas wreath. <laughs> <laughs> Got his head stuck in an apocalyptic wreath. And then I also had um, Alexander Luthor from uh, Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes. And this, I don't know how to describe. It. It's red, but it almost kind of reminded me. Jerry Curl. It almost reminded me of like Slim Goodbody. <laughs> Yeah, you did have the like the Jerry curl. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same haircut. That's just so And then I had uh, also uh, Starfire, 
back what in What's wrong with her hair? I've never liked... This is too much. It, it's all, it turns on fire. It's supposed to be like that. I just never it was cared the 80s, for it. He was like, that's the outfit he was going to wear. Well, this is Michael's future superhero costume. I always liked her hair. And then uh, the last one I actually had was actually He-Man. Yeah. So, which was the just, Amish. Yes. Yeah. Amish, that's that's how I would describe it per- perfectly. Yeah. I think I put on there, I did, yeah, just Doc Ock with the, the guy. The bowl cut again. She wore that. Well, you had mostly DC people. I think mine were on Marvel. I want, I, we can skip past all the mullets. Everybody has a bad mullet. Yeah. Nightwing had a mullet. I know. Had a mullet. Bishop. I mean, yeah. Bishop's mullet. Bishop had, had the best mullet of all time. Longshot still has a mullet. <clears throat> what's, uh, what's sad is Bishop is from the future. Where they come, so they come back in style at some point. Huh? <laughs> Uh, I, I thought like Rogue and Mary Jane in the eighties, some of those late eighties, they had that like that Starfire big, big hair. Especially uh, Mary Jane when Todd McFarlane drew her. Yeah, her hair like took up the whole panel. Uh, Beyonder and his sweet Jerry curl. Oh baby. And his white uh, jumpsuit looking disco suit he mm-hmm. wore. Uh, Legion, where Charles Xavier's son had like the like the kid and play, like, yeah. like straight up in the air. It was like kid and play to the extreme. Did you know they're making that into a TV series? I heard that. In an yeah. alternate dimension? Yeah, I hope they find someone with that haircut. Uh, yeah. And Rachel Summers, at some points. Which like Days of Future Past, like. She, she was an weird, Excalibur. She, she had, had like a buzz cut, kind of a David Bowie. But she Bowie. had a little thing in the back. It was like back. a rat tail kind yeah. of thing, kind of a David Bowie look to it, and it just never looked good. You know you're really cool when you got a rat tail. <laughs> But the worst of all time, my least favorite hair of ever of all time ever. But she also has the worst costume of all time ever. But that may be a different discussion. Sue Storm, for a brief period of the eighties, I don't know if it's a mullet or a rat tail or what it was, but John Byrne drew her. She had short, short, curly hair on top, with like a little S curl on her forehead, and then this weird mullety rat tail down the back, and it just oh my gosh, it looked. Awful. I've got, I've got to look this up. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, it, was, it didn't last very long, but it was terrible. I thought you were going to bring up her sexy days when she decided Paul Ryan was drawing her, when she had to cut the four out of her That chest. is the worst costume of all time. <laughs> so for a future podcast, we will debate terrible costumes. <laughs> we should also, once upon, once upon a time, sometime in the future, debate the worst armored costumes. Everybody had a version of that. But yeah, Susan Storm made some terrible fashion choices over her career. But well, she was hip. She was with the time. She was always changing to She's whatever. Trying to was keep cool. up with Jan Van Dyne. But I think my main thing is: should I get a haircut or not? Should I let it just keep going, or should I go back to my normal self? You need a haircut, you hippie. Just keep rocking out. I'm gonna shave my freaking head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll shave it right now if you got clippers. Oh. That would be a great live pod, live audio podcast. Oh, yeah. We already did that once. You got, you shaved yeah, my head. Like, oh, yeah. That was the last haircut he had. Yeah. It's just starting to grow back. My wife will never let me come back if I do it. Well, I would put it up to this. Since you haven't cut your hair, has business like jumped? Uh, has oh, increased? yeah. No. No, not Has no. it gone down? Not significantly. Hmm. Maybe the longer your hair, the more it goes down. Maybe I'll I shave would, my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard 
that comic book sales are at their highest of all time. And Marvel like, still sell more than DC. That's not what I heard. I heard it's changing. I heard <laughs> times are changing. Oh, DC sell more, but Marvel still sells more. Hey, we've got a Chinese Superman now. We're going for that big Chinese money. Yeah, that may be your big chance. <laughs> well, I did catch. What, what are we talking about now? TV. Oh my streams. gosh, we. There's no way we have enough time to talk about all the stuff, so I was starting to wonder if we were even going to bother. Well, here's a real quick stream. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. I finally got to watch uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the series from Stars, which I I guess that's TV, TV, but whatever. Loved it. It's great. I thought it was great. Talking about ego, loved every minute of it. And my my favorite thing about it of all time is there's so much blood. Like when someone dies, it's so over the top. Like they just get nonstop drenched. Like. Every time you think the blood is just going to stop, it just <laughs> all over you. It's great. <laughs> so cut that drop out. <laughs> yeah. And that's got to be right after the, that's uh, the, the end. end. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, one bit of news that I would say. Have ever heard about the big the statue they're putting up in Brooklyn? Oh, yeah. Going yeah. to put a Captain America statue in Brooklyn. But I thought that was pretty neat. I just wish, like... Jack Kirby was alive to see something like that. That's got to be freaking sweet. I think it says Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to graffiti that. or There's going to be somebody who thinks they're clever. I can do this all day or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. That's not what it is. I can't remember what it was. But I, I like I just, I just like that. Put up statues like that that yeah. people are, can, like, they're not going to fail us. We've had so many. There's statues of... Humans that they have to take down because the people end up they you find out their dirty past. It's like, yeah, I like the fictitious thing, Rocky. Well, they're supposed know. to be putting up a RoboCop statue in Michigan. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Like they did? A, I'm pretty sure they did a Kickstarter that oh, was yeah, that was extremely successful. Like a ton of money. Well, that that'll that'll work out great in Detroit. Well, that'll be when OCP moves <laughs> better, in. We're like, to get a real RoboCop. It's really creepy because it's becoming real. Like, the big giant corporations is just going to come over and buy Detroit. <laughs> and create OCP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> well, uh, we mentioned crossing the streams. Well, I did. Um, has nothing to do with crossing the streams. <laughs> but, uh, it's the last thing either. It was TV or <laughs> It's great. I'm on a roll. Is it's going to be so go, easy to edit. Is anyone going to go see the female <laughs> Ghostbuster <laughs> movie? I don't think that's the title of it. The female. <laughs> well, I have to say it because, oh, the, oh, what's boy. the, um. He's getting excited. What's the, now, this, oh, I can't remember her name. The, um, what's the black girl's name? That's, Leslie Jones? Yes, Leslie Jones. Um, the, I forgot her name. I forget everyone's name. Um, she was on live with Kelly the other day and, Dropped the F bomb by accident. Like, live? during live TV. Live? Live. In front of Kelly? In front of Kelly. In front of Kelly and everyone? Because Kelly's like, we got it, we got it. And my wife is going to rewind. No, you don't. <laughs> but 
But yeah, she accidentally dropped the F bomb because she was talking about SNL skit where she had to get naked. She makes her career on live television. She yeah. should be used to not cursing. <laughs> I did not have, have that in my Crossing the Streams section. Here. Well, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go see it. I don't I think know. It's just great. Not, it, there's no way that it's going to capture anything like the original. The, the eerie, you know, there, it, that movie was singular. They, it's, it's, you know, and the, the rest, they had another one and it what it didn't yeah. do what the first one did. <laughs> you know, even those yeah. people oh, couldn't, yeah. couldn't repeat it. So whatever this is, I'm sure, you know, I, sure I think it's, it's just, it's, it's just hard to separate it for some folks. I think that's the real issue. I know when I was young and we first, the first time we got a VCR back in the, uh, ancient days. Yeah. Very mid eighties. And it was right about the time that Ghostbusters came out. Cause back then VHS copies were expensive. Movies you didn't have a lot available. And we, we bought three and we had, uh, Temple of Doom, Wrath of Khan and the Ghostbusters. And I must have watched that movie a million times over the years. So I think it's just hard to remove yourself from that, which is what you have to do. Yeah. When you're sexist like you are. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. I just don't. It just looks really silly. And I've I've listened to several reviews about it, actually. Some people love it. Some people don't like it. And it just doesn't, me personally, it doesn't sound like something I care to watch. But I don't care that it's women. I don't could care less. <laughs> I think those four actresses are terrific. Yeah. I would love to see them in something original. Yeah, something they came up mm-hmm. with, and you know, because seeing those four guys in the eighties in something completely original. Was Would you see awesome. Bridesmaids? It's yeah. the same guy that yeah. made Bridesmaids, yeah. and that was great. His original comedy. That's just you know. I heard you know Kate McKinnon's re- really good on SNL, but I heard she just makes funny faces and Ghostbusters. <laughs> Is that the blonde hair? Yeah. 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 She's really, I really like her. Yeah, put those four women on a spaceship or put the four women in a submarine. Like, come up with something new. Mm. But to have them try to carry the torch, you know, the, ex- the word Ghostbusters means a whole, a whole lot to a lot of people. And a, there's a pedigree there. No, you could put any actor in there who wasn't Bill Murray. And they're not, people would complain about it. So it'd be so okay. With the weird extra sexism layer rolled in there, it's, it's. Uh, now I've also heard other people's, other reviewers say it's the Force Awakens of Ghostbusters and it hits all the plot points of the first one and they loved it. I'm like, so it, it may be great. Just doesn't look, I'm not going to go to the theater and watch it, but I'm sure it's on HBO or something. So it would be okay to put them in an adaptation of Why the Last Man Standing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sure. I'm just making stuff up. Please continue, Seth. Do you got any news or stuff? I think what the only things? other, the biggest news I think I read this week, I didn't know how to feel about it, was the whole George Takei thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite understand that. Well, I totally understood it because we were talking, let's lay it out here first. The Sulu and the, the new, new Star Trek movie. John Cho, the new mm-hmm. version of Sulu. Who has not been a homosexual character up to this point in the series is going to apparently come out as one in this new movie. Star Trek. At least it's not a big deal. It's just a scene right. with like, it's like him at his house for a few seconds. Okay. It's not, it's not a plot point. It's not anything. Right. You just see him at home with and, a husband. And they, they're trying, they said to, it's kind of an homage to George Takai. And that's great. 
You know, that's, that's fine. However you want to do it. But what George Takei was saying that it, Sulu was not, it wasn't Gene Roddenberry's intention that that character be gay. So why are we changing it besides the fact that this, this character already was not. And I, that we were saying this before about Cap. Like the, yeah. the big thing was going to be Cap was going to be gay. Well, who care? I don't mind there being a gay character, but when one is already established as not being, don't, don't, you know, proliferate the thought that you can just choose back and forth all you want, what you are. You know, it's like, it, you know, I, I see both sides. They were trying to do something nice. Yeah, and, I, I had to have crushed them. Like, oh, yeah. George yeah, is going to love this. Yeah. yeah. He is going to put this everywhere <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. He, I get where he's coming. But from. I also get like a certain segment of fan can now say, look, the gay guy doesn't even want any more gays in our sci-fi. Get him out of here. Like, <laughs> well, I became old Superman. <laughs> get him a black suit. <laughs> oh my God. I've got to cut my hair right now. But no, right. like they, they can point to that as like, look, he agrees with me. People with very repellent views. Right. Like, look, even he agrees with me, which. Or someone who just says, you know, they shouldn't retcon things. But Sulu was not a main character. He didn't have a backstory. Like, you, And it's also, to be really nerdy, the movies are an alternate reality. So you can do anything you want mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. But I, but then I agree with him too. Like, you shouldn't change established characters. So I, yeah, I honestly don't know how to feel about that. Well, I mean, it's just like in the original series, Spock never got with Lieutenant, um, Oh, her. You ruined it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, well, I, I just, I'm going to be mad all night that I gave him the answer. Because I was going to say, I knew I was going to... Anyway, but he never got with her in the series, but, you know, in the movies, he's always been, you know, with her. I Because to me, Star Trek was always like a utopian society. It was the future... <laughs> he says it every time. Oh, yeah. I've never said what? that. I've never said... You always say Star Trek. Star Trek. And I've never Star said Trek. anything, but it's not because you're close. It Star almost, Trek. Yes. What am I saying? Track. Track. Yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> anyway. I wasn't saying, but he started laughing. <laughs> Go on. It's a utopian society. <laughs> oh my god! A dang old utopian society. But anyway, you know, Gene Roddenberry's like he thought everything was done, like the war, the destruction, the. So I think there should be people in there that are. Every walk of life, so I don't see what the big deal about it is because he is a secondary character. Well, that's the article I read. Was he? He said George said he went and talked to Roddenberry toward the end of the run. They had just done the interracial kiss scene, and he knew Gene wanted to open things up and be more socially liberal and mm-hmm. push the borders. And he kind of came, he was still very much in the closet, but he kind of broke the subject of gay character or something along those lines or a race that's all men or you know something along those lines and apparently he told him i would love to but you know, the interracial kiss they the, every station in the south wouldn't play it like he just ruffled a lot of feathers ratings were terrible they were about to be canceled he's like i can't make any more waves like that that'd be great to do but i can't so I, oh, he, I he, he had kind of pushed for it you know back in the day and now he's sort of saying maybe not so eh. Well, let's, let's at least finish crossing the streams here while before we wrap up. There was big news, CW and Netflix made that deal. I figured you guys would be all jumping them down. CW needs to change their name to DCTV, for one. But, <laughs> but he, they, yeah. they greenlit Constantine. 
to be on CW. Yeah, what, and, it, okay, so right there, we're going to be able to stream Constantine Season 1 on Netflix through the CDF, the CW, right? Now, have they greenlit a Season 2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like they've picked it up. Gotcha. It's going to be on the CW Network season Is this two. going to be our Friday night show? or Sat- I mean, they've I, got one for like every yeah. night of the week now. So I, I don't know, man, but it's... But, but, but the whole deal... What's the Netflix still? Like the whole, the whole deal it? is that once the season, a season has aired of anything, you know, like Supergirl's next season, eight days later, it'll be on Netflix. Okay. The, whole the entire season. season. The entire, right. Which the whole deal is the reason being... Up to seven days after ratings are still counted, and then after that, it doesn't matter anymore. Gotcha. So that, and then Im- immediately you'll have access now, to this, it. Will it still stream on like CW.com? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because that's how I watch Flash. I like, would if, ass- I, if you have to wait to it, I won't see them. I, I would assume, yes, yeah. it'll still be like that. But the that the available? entire season at, at once will come out. That's available on Hulu too, I believe, or it was. All the CW. That's stuff. what I'm wondering. Oh, I wonder. I don't know whether that'll still happen. So I don't, that'll yeah, I don't know. from the Hulu. That's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Like Netflix is really, <laughs> which on Netflix, like if anyone's interested in like history and stuff, um, Netflix has the 60s and the 70s. It is really interesting to listen to and watch. I've been listening to it in the background when I work on stuff, but even watching, like you don't realize like that's not that long ago, but of Everything that went on during that time, like it was, it was very interesting, and I I enjoyed the heck they, out of it. They didn't have a single Pokemon back then. No, they didn't. Can you even imagine life or a cell phone without a Pokemon? <laughs> wow. They had uh, Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some good stuff there. And I don't know. I saw. I watched uh, Spotlights on Netflix. That was one best picture last year, and it's got Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo, and it was really, really good. What's that about? Well, <laughs> should I just go watch it? Yeah, no. I mean, you're not. It's not like you get spoiled or anything, but it, it's a little controversial. Controversial. It's uh the. It's a, It's around 2000 when the big thing came out. Boston Globe exposing. All the priests for messing around with kids. Okay. And it's about their coverage of it. Okay. And it was really good. Well, I just, it's been a lot. It's on Netflix. It's a comedian documentary. I wish I could remember the name of it. But it's a, it's the guy that was a political comedian that exposed AOL chat rooms for a lot of, like, children pornography. This is, like, the beginning days of internet, like, when AOL was a big thing, mm-hmm. and AOL was turning complete blind eye because they are making all this money off of people logging online and stuff, and he really brought it to the forefront, but he talked about some of those very similar topics that happened in his life. It was good. It was really, really well done. Michael Keaton was awesome. Hmm. So always Mark awesome. Ruffalo was good. He had... You know, you know, Those are try- two mighty fine actors. Yeah, I mean, and they do a good, yeah, so I figured it was a can't mess. And it, it was good. They actually showed that down here at People's Bank Theater a couple months ago. I right. tried to go to it, but it's on Netflix. So, okay. so and then uh, next week we'll be doing our little field trip? So yeah, yeah. I, let's go see the Killing say, Joke, so. um that's the day after the, the big convention. Yeah. 25th? 25th, Monday night. 
Maybe. It can't all fit in my truck, so who's driving? <laughs> well, I hope my car will be fixed by then. I've got a third, I've got third row. Okay. So, we're out with Cliff. Yeah. His car will be so, fixed. My car seat's held up by a brick, so <laughs> if someone can squeeze around the brick, you're welcome to it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we can do something with that, with the, with the Facebook page or something. Maybe we can, uh, try a live stream or, or Facebook live or something. Like it, we're doing live! Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, Anybody caught that Michael and I at our Def Leppard concert the other night? <laughs> oh, Mikey had way too much fun. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that counted as an as a official episode of the podcast. It was, or not, it was an experiment. Yeah. It worked. Well, as always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton, and I'll be catching you at River City Comic Con July 24th. Yeah, I hope you come on down to Marietta, Ohio. It'll be a good time. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And uh, it's clobbering time. I just sandwiched that in there. That was the thing at the beginning. <laughs> it's like a white, white turd. Grizzly manhood chesticles. He's a utopian society. A dang old Joker society, man. No, this, that's where you play the thing. All over you. All over you. All over you. Grizzly manhood chesticles. No, it's nice to my little lady tonight. She like to grab. <laughs> I'm flipping away, y'all. I'm flipping away. <laughs>